Hello everyone and welcome back to Live Truth. I am so excited because we're doing something new here. We're officially having our first series on Live Truth and it's called the Faith and Feeling series. And for the first episode in the series, I have such an amazing guest with me. Her name is Pascal Yab. She's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's a blogger. She's out here studying doing her masters and she really just does it all. So Pascal, how are you doing? Hey Sifa, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. And the one question I ask all my guests on the show is, what does it mean to you to live truth? I think the first thing that stands out to me about a question like that is, where is my identity rooted? So for me to live truth is being who, what, who God has called me to be. And I preach a lot on stay in your lane, I know there's so many posts about it, but I truly believe it. I think when God has a unique call on your life, it's easier to stay in your lane and avoid the comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it also, living truth is a matter of me believing that my worth was established by God before I even stepped into purpose, before I I started doing all the amazing things that I, I think I get to do. And also living truth is being an example through my conduct to other believers the, the belief that I'm the only Bible that some people will even know. That, for me, is what it means to live truth. Sure. That's so amazing. And I love um, everything that you said. And just even talking about how it goes into your conduct, that living truth, it really has to be about um, everything that like you believe, that you think, that it also shows and the way that you act, that people will be able to know what your truth is just by looking at the way that you live without having to ask you questions, like to ask, like, are you saved? Or like, what do you believe? (laughs) You know, like, you should already speak for yourself already. So I think that is so cool that you say that. Um, And as you were just really talking about, like, how your truth also comes from the Lord, it's and the things that he has already said, um, from the word, what would be your favorite scripture or the one truth that you're holding on to for this season in your life? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian and I feel like my favorite scripture is so overused, even in media, in church. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper, to give you a hope for the future, not to harm you. Jeremiah 29, 11 is my go-to scripture because when I go through periods of not knowing what God is doing in this season, especially when it's, it's difficult emotions where I'm like, Lord, I really am having a hard time to understand why am I in this position now? Why is that breakthrough not coming? And I'm just reminded over and over again that I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, and that they're good plans. So that's my anchor scripture, actually. I've got it on my wall, in my bedroom. It's on my heart. I, I, I preach it everywhere I go. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. Like, I think like there's no, like there's no way a scripture can be too cliche because it's the word of God. It's alive. It it's can't, the word of God. You can't go wrong with that, okay? <laughs> exactly. Never, ever, ever go wrong. And I love just like how you're talking about like how it came, like that scripture to you, like stays true, like whether in the good seasons and the bad seasons or when things are tough or good. Yeah. And um, something that was really cool that I got to see and got to witness um, is that during lockdown, a time where it was really difficult for all of us, where people didn't know what was going to happen and that yeah, life just looked like 
it just looked different. Um, you were able to start something in that season and you were able to start your blog, Wise About Feels. And I thought mm -hmm. that that was just so amazing that like even in such a difficult season in the world that you were able to, um, yeah, to bring something into the world that can benefit so many people. So mm -hmm. I just want you to just touch on what Wise About Feels is about and why did you start it? Awesome. Um, so Wise About Feels actually launched in August 2020. Yes, at the while we were in the middle of the pandemic. And um, how that inspiration came about in a, just like a month or two earlier, I had had COVID and I had to go in for isolation with my sister as well. And I remember just that confinement and that feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm stuck in this room Yet I've had so many opportunities to get out, use my talents and abilities, and I did not exploit that time. So I remember sitting there during isolation when people were like, oh my gosh, does it mean you're going to die and whatever? Because it was in June of, of 2020 when uh, COVID was still pretty taboo and like um, it, it was very doom and gloom, let's put it that way. Mm. So I said, Lord, if you let me get out of this isolation, and I'm alive, I promise I'm going to make use of the talents to write that you've given me. Because I've always been into writing. I love editing. And I love sharing specifically about psychological knowledge and things about emotions that I feel are underlooked, you know, mm. very, very underlooked. So I studied psychology in undergrad. And one of my passions is understanding hu uh, human behavior and uh, what people think, what people feel. But then now I converted that knowledge into a very casual platform where I tell stories, I speak from experiences. And Wise About Feels is exactly that platform where people can learn about emotions and how to make healthy decisions, how to acknowledge the things that they feel and face in life before they attack the problem, you see. So Wise About Feels is literally an extension of my knowledge in psychology, my love for people, and um, my love for writing and editing as well. So, yeah, it's, it's been such an incredible journey. And I'm honestly blown away that the Lord had me do this now instead of five years ago when I had the opportunity. But I think it's just a matter of, uh, of conviction. Wise About Feels was such a conviction for me. Sure. That's so amazing. Um, I really love that. And I just love like how you you were able to use what you studied um, even now, um, even because you're not a psychologist or anything now, but you're getting to still use everything that you learned in the season. And it just really shows that like anything that we do, like will never ever go to waste and the Lord will always okay. use it in different ways. Okay. So I really just love seeing that, like just looking at that journey as well in your own life. And I think what's pretty cool is that like you have the, um, I don't know how to say it. like I guess like you have like the scientific knowledge of how things work in terms of our feelings but you also have that spiritual understanding as well through your relationship with God and how to actually deal with our emotions and to bring it to the Lord and I feel like you really bring that out in your single Settle Down My Soul um, so could you just talk about like what inspired that single? So um, Settle Down My Soul was my first uh, gospel single and I wrote that sometime earlier this year where I was going through a period of just frustration and trusting God, expecting for, for him to do something amazing. Because at the time, I had been unemployed for about a year. And I had just been trusting God and saying, Lord, why am I praying for something? You know my heart. I'm trying my hardest to 
you know, to, to do everything right, but it's, it just feels like it's not happening. So Settle Down My Soul is just such a beautiful depiction of what happens when frustration meets the peace that surpasses all understanding. And look, I don't want to sound super Christianese when I say this, but it's so true. Um, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you're in a space where frustration is so high, it's difficult to see peace remotely anywhere at all. Yeah. Um, so it really just had me thinking about how the disciples must have been feeling when they were in the boat and there was a storm happening and Jesus was in it with them. And they honestly believed that, you know what, this Jesus is sleeping. He's sleeping while we're drowning out here. <laughs> and I'm just so blown away by, um, after the disciples had woken Jesus up and Jesus is awake and in Mark chapter 4, verse 39, it says, uh, as he woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. I'm so attracted to those three words, silence, be still. Because I think there's so many storms that surround us and there's so many storms that happen internally as well, as believers, as people. And I think with those three words, the Lord gives us that authority and power to command things and storms around us to be still, to be silent. And that really just anchors our hearts on the fact that God is with us in the boat. So yeah. the authority that he's given to us, it is effective. It works. Um, and I think it's just uh, settled down. My soul came as a realization that just because it feels like nothing is moving doesn't mean that God isn't working in the background. One of the anchor scriptures of this single itself is from uh, Romans uh, 8.28, where we say, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose for them. And then also affirms Psalm 46, verse 10, where he says, Be still and know that I am God, that irrespective of the storms that you face, God is still in control. So you can yeah. settle down your soul. You can settle down and I think it's just, it's it's such a message that is needed in this season, especially with the pandemic where many plans were disrupted, where people were expecting things, where they told us that the economy is not performing well, so you're not going to get that job, you're not going to break through in that business, and you're definitely, you're not going to get married because they, they, they're not allowing people to anyways because venues are locked or whatever. Whatever it is your dreams are, Anchor them in God's promise that be still and know that I am God through every situation. Sure. Man, that's so amazing. That like there's so many layers, I think, to your song. And yeah, I really encourage everyone that like if you are resonating with what Pascal's saying, to really go check that song out. And I really believe that it will bless you. Um, because it blessed me as well. And I think one of um one of the lines that really touched me um was when you say another year gone by, I didn't reap that mm. harvest. I've come too far mm. from the start. And I think that verse was just so real. And um, a lot of us, we go through times where we set goals or we have ideas of what our life would be like. And it doesn't come into fruition the way that we want mm. to, or like we're still in that waiting season. So I just mm. want you to just touch on like the importance, I think, of us as Christians being real, um, mm. instead of just like waiting for like the good moments to share with people. But how those real moments where things don't work out actually also can bless others around us. 
Mm. I think that it's such an important question what you're asking, Sifa, because a lot of us Christians believe that testifying is only when something's gone right, when you've gone over something. You know, oh, um, I went through unemployment and now I found a job. Yay! That found a job. That's not the testimony. You know, that's the end of a, a process, a journey. And, and between the, the situation you're going through and the breakthrough is the entire process of trusting in God, of believing in him for something. And I think that's what real testimony is, the process. When you can say to somebody, I am struggling, but my anger is Christ. And I honestly don't know how I'm going to get through the season. And it's so important to tell stories uh, and, and be vulnerable about where we are as Christians because I think between social media and this expectation that we need to have everything figured out, there's a lot of pressure to, to know it all, to have it all figured out, to, to look perfect, to look the part, you know? And that hinders a lot of Christians and, and people in general. It hinders our ability to, to, to be real. And, and to be authentic in our relationships with each other. And I think also a lot of uh, feelings of not being good enough creep up because we're not real with each other and we're not even real with ourselves about what we're going through, you know? Um, and, and then also, if you can't measure up to the standard that you're expecting for yourself or that others are expecting for you, then you start to feel like, I'm ashamed and mm. I'm not good enough. So I think it's so important that we as believers share our stories with each other and the responsibility on the other side for whoever's receiving and hearing your testimony, as I've defined it, is the responsibility to stay the course, pray with me, you know, don't run away because you see it doesn't look ideal because life is, life, life's messy, yeah. And, and things don't always work out the way we'd hoped for them to. But I think it's, it's such a, um, when you're going through a period of testi testifying, it's a, it's, it's a test. And, and we just need to stay the course and be patient with each other and pray with each other, support each other, be willing to not change the way we see somebody just because they're going through a hard time. Yeah. Sure. Most definitely. I love what she said. And I just love how you brought both angles on the side of the person speaking and the other side of the person receiving, um, just to see like that there's an important part that each side plays. And yeah. I think that like what's also so cool about like sharing the real hard parts of our story is that I think, um, I think for me, especially when I look at people that like, that inspire me or that I aspire to be like, when I see that like, oh, they're going through a tough time and it's not like, oh, wow, they're going through a tough time, but it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Like, I'm also human. Like, they also go through this other stuff. And it's so encouraging yeah. to realize that, like, oh, wait, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. I'm not like a... I'm not alone. But it's not like I don't have enough faith or something because I'm in this hard place. But yeah. it's like people go through tough things and it's okay. And to know that, like, the Lord is going to get us through. So I think it's always just so encouraging, I think, um, when we share our stories with people because it, I think it allows them to see that we can be vulnerable, that we can share about our feelings with each other and that it's not like a... It's not a weakness in a sense, mm -hmm. which sometimes people may think that it is. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that's very vulnerable for most people is when it comes to sharing their past experiences. Mm -hmm. And um, in Wise About Feels, you, you really share so much about your life. So I just want to know, um, 
have you always been comfortable with sharing your past experiences with people? Sifa, I'd be lying to you if I said I've always been comfortable because that's not the truth. <laughs> it's not the truth. Because um, I personally struggled with vulnerability, you know, and other people might just be like, oh, you, you got trust issues. That's what it is. Yeah. And maybe it, that's what it really was at the core of everything. Because I think our past, my, my past stories are so tied to emotions. They're, they're tied to my loved ones, the struggles that we have come through and that kind of thing. And I tell you, it's only about two, three years ago, at the beginning of the year, you know, I did what every good person does. I was setting New Year's resolutions. And I just sat there for a moment and I said to God, Lord, um, what, what do you want me to do in order to break through in the season this year? And he directly and straight out told me, vulnerability is the next level required for your breakthrough. Sure. vulnerability in your relationships vulnerability in the way you communicate because when i speak about christians feeling the need to look right to do the right things to present themselves a certain way i went through that as well and for the longest of time i thought i had to be this perfect person i had to um get my ducks in a row and then, honestly, life will humble you and you'll realize that it's not actually the way that I thought it would be. And I found that the more vulnerable I became, um, the more the, the easier it was to, I, I found freedom to start sharing without condemnation, without sure. what would people think of me. Um, of course, I had to start out in safer spaces, you know, with people that I trust. But I think what that experience taught me is that the idea of what will people think of me is actually a prideful attitude and yeah. pride does not come from God. Um, so I think in general, when we share our stories, it's very important to be vulnerable because that vulnerability could literally be that breaking point for a Christian or somebody who's listening to your stories to find healing and breakthrough and to know again, like you said earlier, I'm not alone. I'm not crazy. Other people go through this. So in the process of, of being that for somebody, I think we build faith and we build healthier relationships, even when the story of breakthrough is not yet complete. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I haven't always been comfortable sharing my stories, but the Lord has helped me and it's been such an incredible journey. Yeah, sure. I think like one key thing that I just like that you said and like you just said like shortly was that you're just talking about like how sometimes the reason that we don't share our stories with people is because of pride and mm -hmm. I was, and it's so true that like we want to we want to look good we want to look like we always have it all together and we want to pretend that like we've never struggled with certain things but it mm -hmm. really is pride because we're not humbling ourselves like we're not being true to the story we're actually um trying to glorify ourselves and not to actually give god the glory because i think mm -hmm. when we share our stories it just it really shows that like, okay, I'm not perfect, that I don't have it all together, but I have a God that has it all together and he's the one that's carrying me and he's the reason why I'm going to get okay. to this thing. Yeah. So I just really love like your, what you said there. And I think it's so important for all of us um, just to grow in humility, I think, in sharing our stories. Um, yeah. Can you actually share um, an example of when you once shared your story with someone and how that actually impacted and changed their life? Um, I, I don't want to too far off, but uh, for when I released 
understand my soul itself. Um, Lisa would say often, he's like, Pascal, the song is going to bless so many people. And I'm like, okay, I believe you. I have faith. Amen. Moving right on. And when I released it, somebody said to me, you have no idea how much I needed this, this, uh, this song because I'm going through so many issues of identity and questioning my worth and just the, 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 the difficulties surrounding me with family issues. This song has helped me to find peace. So I think um, when I say we share our experiences, some of us will share our experiences through song. Others will share it through podcasts like you, Sipa. Others will share their experiences through preaching, through um, speaking ministries, uh, counseling sessions, but by volunteering at youth where you mentor young people. So I think there are so many different uh, platforms. Um, But I remember a time when, you know, our family was going through financial struggle and I finally found the courage to open up about it to, to somebody. And this was a friend of mine and she didn't know what the real story was. We kind of had like a, a very touch and go relationship, but we were starting to get closer. And I shared with her about financial struggles that my family and I were going through. And I remember her saying, oh my gosh, you too. I didn't think I could share about this with someone else, but I do the exact same thing as well. And sometimes I feel like it's never going to get better. And I think, that just created, it broke a wall, first of all, between us and really brought out the humanity. The fact that not everything in relationship needs to be perfect. That's one. First of all, release the pressure to have everything figured out in your relationships. If your friends are genuine, please like stay genuine as well. Meet them halfway because otherwise you'd be missing out on the opportunity of a lifetime to get to know somebody for who they truly are and you know, have a place in their life, not just what they want you to see, but a place in their lives where you really feel you relate and you're not alone again. So I think um, when I shared that, that story, it really broke the wall and the need to be perfect and helped us to share uh, a, a moment and to pray for each other as well. And I think that's what real ministry is. When there's a moment of vulnerability coupled by an opportunity to exercise our spiritual authority man sure i really love that i just love both examples that i think like the two things is that um just to anyone listening to know that like whatever the lord is calling you to do like it's going it's not just for yourself and to believe that it's going to really bless people and sometimes we may be missing out on the opportunity to be Jesus's hands and feet on this world because we're too shy or whatnot. But to really step out and just to see the impact that it will have. And I also just love how you also touched on how it was also in the small moments of like having a conversation with a friend. Like that is also being Jesus's hands and feet, opening up to Mm. someone else and um, being able to encourage one another in those moments um, Mm. is another way to be Jesus's hands and feet. Like you don't have to think of like, you don't have to spend like months thinking, okay, how can I... (laughs) impact the world da, 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 da. Yeah. but it yeah. really can start off with a conversation with a friend um, yeah. A little so thing. I really, yeah I really love that 
Um, and touching into your blog, like I love your blog. Like I'm on the mailing list. I love it when I get a notification. <laughs> that there's a new blog out. I'm like, yes, it's my time. And um, I love in the bio of your blog, there's like three main things that I saw that like your blog is about. So I just want you to just touch on each one of these points and just to give the listeners just something small that they can look, um, that they can get excited about when they're going to be reading your blog. So the first thing is about finding perspective. What can you say about that? Finding perspective is a matter of honestly, being honest with yourself about where you are currently. Secondly, about educating yourself about how to solve a problem. And thirdly, about trusting God and looking to him for solution. And let me just unpack a little bit of that. I think very often our perspective is also a combination of everything we have gone through in life. So it is possible that if somebody is, say, traumatized or has had negative experiences in the past, that they will see from the perspective of negativity. That's not a surprise. So first of all, acknowledge. That's what I'm saying. Acknowledgement of, you know what, my perspective is actually negative. And I think it's the result of that childhood trauma I went through or the results of being ignored in my family. Whenever I, I had a point to say, they just ignored my opinion. So that's how I'm approaching um, any new situation. So acknowledgement and honesty. And then also there is a godly perspective, but God created us for soul and body, right? Which means that on a spiritual level, we need to be uh, connected with him so that he can tell us what heaven's perspective is about any situation, right? Yeah. And on a soul level, we need to do the homework of becoming better and actually researching what our options are. I think when you talk to people, you hear from them, you, you understand what people's stories are, it really opens up your perspective about what life is and you solve problems differently. So that's perspective. It's honesty. It's uh, leaning on, on God and doing your homework as well. Sure. Man, I love that. I love how, yeah, like how you bring it from so many different angles in terms of how we can relate to God first and even how we can bring others in helping to find our perspective. Um, and I've noticed that it's helped me so much, I think, as well, where I look at situations in my life and I can be in a pity party by myself and I just speak <laughs> to another person and I'm like, whoa, that's a different perspective. Or yeah. well, I realize yeah. that like I'm being too spoiled sometimes because sometimes we can be. We can be yeah. just thinking... <laughs> The world is ending, but like, ah, really, is it? <laughs> um, and okay, so the second thing that I want you to touch on is on decision making. Mm. Decision making, I'd say um, do your homework. That's one. Yeah. If you're somebody who knows you're impulsive and you move quickly and you don't think too much, take 10 seconds breathe before you jump into a, de a decision that's for your fast thinkers and your that's fast movers okay that's for you Steve. <laughs> but if you're a slow person who uh tends to postpone and no let's procrastinate no i don't need to make that do it whatever you need to do please just do it stop putting it off and actually sit down and assign time in your day or in your week where you make decisions. Where, for example, 
for, for me personally, when I notice that I'm moving slowly, I have a Wednesday. Wednesday is Wednesdays and Thursdays are my creativity days where I block out those two days or at least sections of those two days. I dedicate specifically to creating, to just making decisions, to planning for projects, to approaching people for projects. So that pushes me to do that irrespective of whether I've had time or not. So I have no excuses. So decision-making for your slow people, just do it. And for your impulsive, your more impulsive people, take a chill pill and then make the decision. Most definitely. Definitely going to get like all my chill pills. (laughs) (laughs) If you need an excess supply, come to me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. And the last thing that I want you to touch on is on navigating emotions. Mm. Um, Navigating emotions, I would start off with be honest. And I say this so often because I think uh, as Christians, we struggle with being honest with ourselves because we're told that thought is sinful. I'll give an example, lust. Um, The Bible tells us directly, if you so much as look at a, a woman with lustful eyes, you've already committed adultery. You've already sinned, right? There's no big or small sin. But I actually say, recognize, because like I said, God created us human and we are spirit, soul, and body. Mm. I'm very like intentional about the soul when I speak about emotions. If there is an issue of lust, for example, please acknowledge it for what it is. Sit down and be like, you know what? I am struggling with lust. That's the reality. And then now take that lust and bring it to the Lord and say, Father God, you have created me with sexual feelings. What must I do with this? Okay. I don't want to sin and I don't want to actually act on what I'm thinking. So acknowledge your emotions, first of all, bring them to God. And I guarantee you, God will never leave nor forsake you. He knows the state of your heart and mind. I think he is very attracted to our vulnerability. When we can come to him and say, Daddy, I actually don't know how to deal with ABC. And he'll give you a solution. And I think also when it comes to emotions, you have to decide where you stand about certain things in advance. So for example, boundaries is not an emotion. It's really a a blend between decision-making and emotions. With Christians in particular, we enter into relationships and then things start to fall apart or we fall into temptation. And the issue of boundaries, we need to have established that long before we enter into a relationship. We need to have our personal boundaries in place so that when the relationship comes, it's already functioning from a place where there are existing boundaries so you're safer for both yourself and your partner. So emotions is a matter of being honest and transparent with yourself about what you're feeling, bringing that to God, and then also making a decision about where you stand about certain things. Sure. I love that. And I just like love how you um, just touch on the fact that like in terms of dealing with our emotions, it shouldn't be something that we bury or just um, hide, but that we should actually bring it into the light because that's where Absolutely. we find our freedom. Mm. So Sure. Um, thank you so much, Pascal, for everything that you just shared with all of us. And I know that it's going to bless so many people the same way your blog has been blessing me, the way your song has mm-hmm. been blessing me personally. Um, and I just want to ask if you can give um, people um, just your social media handles and just um, tell them how they can connect with you. 
Awesome. So I'm available on Instagram and on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm Pascali underscore Y. That is P-A-S-C-A-L-L-Y underscore Y. And on Facebook, I am Pascal Yav. And my music, Settle Down My Soul, is available on all digital platforms. So you can just pop it in and get going. Awesome. Thank you so much, Pascal, for being on Live Truth. It was so amazing. And I'd really love to have you here again. I don't know when, but I'm just like, well, she <laughs> yeah. must come back already. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I've had such a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Pleasure. And I just want to say to all the listeners, I hope that you've enjoyed this and um, that you're ready just for the rest of this series and just to see how us navigating our faith and our feelings will empower us to think truth, speak truth and live truth. <laughs>